Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Technion Israel Institute of Technology is where some of Israel's brightest minds ask the biggest question of all. What if? What if they could take on the world's biggest challenges? What if they could develop life-changing environmental, scientific, health, medical, and technological discoveries that will make a huge impact on Israel and the planet? But they don't just ask the question, they answer it too. They turn those ideas into reality they make them happen. To see just some of the incredible things they've achieved, get the Technion Booklet of Wonders at ats.org wonders. We hope it inspires you to give them your support so they can keep doing what they do best. The American Technion Society. World-changing discoveries by Israel's brightest minds made possible by you. Hey, I'm Ishi Harman, and from PRX, this is Israel Story. Israel Story is produced together with Tablet Magazine. And our program today, well, it's something completely different. Our very first live show, Herzl 48. Herzl 48 is an address. It's the Israeli way of saying 48 Herzl Street. And in some ways, it's a totally arbitrary address. It could just as easily have been 53 Shmaryahu Levine Street or 5 Katzenelson Road. But it's also a really symbolic address. Herzl, as in Theodore Herzl, was the father of modern Zionism. The guy who basically started the movement to establish a national homeland for the Jews. He's often called Chosem Dina, or the visionary of the state. And 48? Well, that comes from 1948, the year Israel was born. There are more streets in Israel named after Herzl than anyone else, 54 of them to be exact, spread across the country. In some places, Herzl Street is the main drag. In most, it's a commercial boulevard. But there are also quieter Herzls in more residential areas. And we know. Because over the last few months, we've visited almost all of them. 37 Herzl 48s, all the way from Kiryat Shmona near the Lebanese border, to Dimona in the heart of the Negev desert. In each place we just knocked on the door and talked to whoever happened to live or work there. There were, of course, many, many more people than we could fit into the live show, and even fewer that made it into this shortened podcast version. But today on Israel Story, we're going to introduce you to a handful of those lucky enough to live at the most Israeli address possible. And with that, let's jump right into the recording from the live show, which we actually stitched together from two different performances. One in New York City at the Manhattan JCC, where the show premiered, and the other one from, of all places, Las Vegas, where we just performed at the iCenter's iCamp. 
The podcast version includes about half of the actual live show on stage, and we tried to keep in as much of the journey as we possibly could. But what you won't hear, or I guess see, this is a podcast after all, is everything visual that was happening on stage and on screen. There was live animation, video clips, actors, sing-alongs. For that, and trust me, it's a huge part of the magic of this show, you'll need to come see it live. We have a bunch of other live shows coming up in the next few months, so if you want to find out more about them, or better yet, bring us to your community, check out our new and improved website, israelstory.org, or follow our Facebook postings. All right, our first stop on the Herzl 48 journey was Kiryat Shmona, where one of the producers on our show, Shai Satran, met Sima. I just love this street. I have memories, my greatest experiences growing up, all of my youth, up until I joined the army. They're all Herzl Street. That's Sima Mutei. She was sitting outside on the porch when she called us over. She lives on Herzl Street with her husband of 37 years. Sima began to tell us how they met in the army, and it turned out that their entire first month together was sort of an ongoing blind date. I was working at the switchboard. He was stationed at some faraway relay station. He called and asked that I connect him to his home, but instead we just started talking. He had a nice voice, and we talked. I was just 18. You expect me not to be enthusiastic? A man flirting with me. So we talked. After a month of just talking on the phone, when you finally met, did he look like what you had imagined? Yeah. Handsome? Not handsome, but no, not handsome, but I'm telling the truth. He's nice looking, but no model. You know, this is radio. No one sees anything. You can exaggerate. People just hear what you say. Yeah, but no, he's no hottie. Why lie? He's a good man, a good husband, a great father. What more do you need? Nothing, I guess. Listen. Never look for beauty. If you're looking for a good woman, don't look for beauty. Beauty is deceiving. Distant phone calls became face-to-face meetings, which in turn became a shared life. And like most marriages, Sima's had its ups and downs. I was alone a lot because my husband was a cop, and he'd be called up all the time. And I would stay at home with three little kids. It wasn't easy. Tonight, Israel has never been closer to, nor more in control, of an Arab capital. My brother was killed in the war, and that was, that was like, enough. Her brother was killed in 1982 in Seoul during the first Lebanon war. And that very same day, Sima gave birth to her first son. I gave birth at 5 in the morning, and my brother was killed at 7. Yep, just like that. I was in the hospital giving birth while he was killed in Sor, Lebanon. When they reported his death, they came in to tell me. It wasn't easy. It's traumatic, especially with a newborn. I came home and was with the whole family, and what can I say? It was hard. A woman that just gave birth shouldn't be sitting shiva. It's not a normal situation. Very unpleasant. I was young, 
only 24 or 25. Sima named her son Nahum, after her dead brother. That just made everything even more complicated, especially for Sima's mother, who had lost a son and gained a grandson all at once. For the first few days, she didn't want to come close to him. She felt like, she felt like we had switched places. Her son was taken away and given to me. It was an awful feeling for both of us. But that's what God wanted. It wasn't my fault. I mean, it, it wasn't my choice. So I said to my mother, you know what? I'll stay with you for a month. I'll move in and be with you and let's make a deal. You take care of the baby at night and I'll take care of the house during the day. I'll help you clean, cook, everything, and you take care of the baby. And I did this on purpose so that she would get used to him and connect with him. And that's what happened. I would warm a bottle for him and give it to her and pretend to be asleep. And I would lay there and listen how she sang to him and spoke to him. I brought them together, slowly. She could never use his name. She just couldn't bring herself to use his name. She had nicknames for him, but she couldn't call him by his name. It's not easy, let's just say, to call someone else by the name of your son. It's not easy. I mean, he's gone. What are you calling him for? I don't know. He'd say, Safta, that's me in the picture, right? Pointing at my brother's picture. At one of the annual yard sites, we made all kinds of dishes and food. And he ran into the kitchen and said, Safta, are you making me a memorial for my birthday? I mean, he didn't understand. He was still just a little boy. Safta, you making me a yard site for my birthday? He'd say things that would scare her. All the time he'd point to my brother's picture and say, You see, Safta? That's me in the picture. The terrorists killed me. And when I grow up, I'll kill all the terrorists. Eventually, things did get easier for Sima and her family. Nahum grew up, served in the army, where he fought in the Gaza Strip for three years. Today, he runs a grocery store in Kfar Giladi, where he has a family of his own. We said goodbye to Sima and started traveling south to Akko, or Acre, a mixed Arab-Jewish town on the Haifa Bay of the Mediterranean. It's actually one of the oldest continuously inhabited places in the world, more than 4,000 years. Everyone settled here, Canaanites and Phoenicians, Greeks and Maccabees, Romans and later Byzantines, Umayyads, Abbasids, Crusaders and Mamluks. Herod the Great built in it, St. Paul passed through it, and even Napoleon famously tried to conquer it and failed. But today, Akko's claim to fame, at least as far as we and Herzl 48 enthusiasts around the world are concerned, is none other than Svika Gur. So my name is Tzvika. Uh, my English not so well. Uh, I work uh, a butcher. The butcher shop is as old as the state. Tzvika's dad, an immigrant from Poland, opened it in 1948. When he died, Tzvika took over and now claims that he makes the best spicy sausages in Israel. When we asked him to put his money where his mouth is, he fired some up. It's delicious, really good. Tzvika, I think you weren't exaggerating. I think it's true. These are the best spicy hot dogs that I've had. Thank you for the, for the compliment. I work very, very hard for this compliment. We wish he could tell you that Tzvika is planning on opening a stand on Broadway. 
but it seems as if the American dream has been replaced. This, he told us, is the new plan. To give to every Chinese, every Chinese will eat one hot dog. <laughs> so I uh, make full my pockets. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Mishi, back in the studio. I'm just going to butt in here for a second and say that this next segment was our very first attempt to turn one of our stories into a musical. We gave the actual quotes we recorded to Or Matias, a phenomenally talented musician and composer. Believe me, you're going to hear a lot about him. Anyway, Or used them almost verbatim to create this next part. Let's go back to the recording. At the entrance to the apartment building at... 48 Herzl Street In Kiryat Atta, suburb of Haifa, just south of Tzvika and his sausages, there are two worn-out sofas where you can sit down, relax, and get a good view of the building's parking lot. Now, up the stairs on the second floor, behind the turquoise doors on the left, we met the Kavas. Tali, Safi, and their newborn baby, Uri. He just learned to say Abba, Dad. This week, we began talking, and turns out that just a few months ago, 48 Herzl Street in Kiryat Atta was the scene of quite the drama. The neighbor from the third floor was an old, solitary woman, about 80. Tali and Safi would always say good morning to her, help her with her groceries, things like that. Then, one day, we were on our way out. With all of our bags Cause we were going away For the weekend And then just as I start Schlepping the stuff down the stairs I hear these screams Yelling Her Filipina caretaker was going nuts He dropped everything Rushed down And saw the neighbor on the ground Fainted I was shocked didn't know what to do. She's lying there, motionless. She's probably fine. Uh, she's growing white. What do I do? Then I stood and I said, Someone call the police. There's a lady here. And she seems to be dead. But it took them a few minutes to get here, and meanwhile, we tried to bring her back to life ourselves with the instructions they gave us over the phone. Push down really hard, even if you need to break her ribs. What the fuck? Are you crazy? Is that how CPR works? Are you sure you? I assure you. Are you sure you? I assure you. So I did, because I had to step up there and bust these old lady ribs. It was bad. All this pressure, you know But I guess I'm just great under pressure, you know I was born to survive under pressure, you know I'm the man that I am I save lives when I can And I can, and I can 
He doesn't remember that part. So what did I do? You stood there and stood there and stood there and kept on crying. I don't know what to do. What should I do? If you're gonna tell the story, Gibongadol, tell it without lying. I guess I must have been stressed. Every day I do his dishes, clean his clothes, grant his wishes, scratch his nose. Fah, this fish is fried. So the story goes that I saved this woman's life while Tzachi cried. Well, almost saved her life. Oh, yeah. She was dead, just like that, at the entrance to our building at 48 Herzl Street. 48 Herzl Street. Yeah, but we still went on our trip that day, didn't we, Tolly? Yeah, we did. We went on a picnic. <laughs> David Avalis, Sharon Saeg, and Or Matias, who wrote the amazing original songs, all based on the actual quotes we recorded. We first met Sachi and Tali a couple of years ago when we produced the original Hebrew episode. Last month, we returned to Kiryat Atta to see how they were doing and tell them about their new Broadway musical fame. But the landlord told us that they moved away and sadly also broke up. Moving down the coast, we reach the city which is home to every single member of the staff except for me. The words Tel Aviv and Old don't seem to go together. In the most bopping of Israeli cities, the one that's full of every possible 20-something around, everything feels young and new, but not Herzl Street. Not at all. Tel Aviv's Herzl Street is actually the oldest one on our roster. It was built in 1909 by the founders of Achuzat Bayit, the very first modern Hebrew city. A year later, they adopted a new, more youthful name. Tel Aviv, ya habibi, Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv, which was a translation of Herzl's Alte Neuland, Old New Land. Aviv, or spring, signified the rejuvenation, while Tel, an archaeological site, was supposed to remind people of their ancient roots. In any event, Herzl Street was its heart, the first official street of the first Hebrew city. It also had the city's first shops, the first building with an elevator, and much later, even its first traffic light. Today, Herzl Street is far from being Tel Aviv's center. It's a bit grungy, but still busy, lined with fabric and furniture shops, Herzl 48 is an outlet of a mattress company. And in the middle of all the hustle and bustle, people lay down and check out the beds. 
But above the store, in a tiny studio apartment with a balcony overlooking all the noise, lives a man whom, for all the big Lebowski fans out there, can only really be described as the Israeli version of the dude. Oh, that, that's a big compliment for me. For real. Meet Ofer Yosef, who just turned 37. Our difference is worldwide. Toy salesman by day. If we were facing an alien threat from outside. Psychedelic trance music composer by night. Yet I And Martin. Don't forget Martin. Oh yeah, and Martin. One day, like ordinary day, I was sitting here. It was like uh, about eight years ago, I was sitting here with my friend. Uh, it was uh, five afternoon. The door was open <sighs> to let some air in. It was really a hot day. When out of nowhere, a little rabbit made an appearance. Ophir looked at the rabbit. The rabbit looked at Ophir. He wasn't even sure all this was really happening. So to find out, Ophir went over to pet the bunny, who promptly took off. And uh, I was going to catch her, and she ran out. Ophir chased the rabbit down Herzl Street, yelling, Bunny, bunny, nada. So in true dude-like fashion, Ophir just turned around, climbed the stairs to his apartment, and picked up the conversation where it was interrupted. An hour later, the rabbit was back. He came back to the apartment and uh, sat by my feet. And uh, I knew he's staying here, for sure. Ophir named the rabbit Martin. And only afterwards, I find out that the Martin is actually a female, a girl. But both Ophir and Martin were attached to the name. She's Martin, you know, she's... I can't explain that. <laughs> so it stuck, and they've been living together ever since. Eight years and counting. Actually, yeah, when you say it like that, yes. That's the longest relationship I have with the, with the woman, with the female. A man with a rabbit. I think it's the best relationship I had. There are six floors and 15 apartments at 48 Herzl Street in my favorite of all Israeli cities, my dear hometown Jerusalem. Most of those apartments are homes to large, ultra-Orthodox families who didn't really want to talk to us. The Sri Lankan caretaker on the third floor told us that she'd actually love to chat, but her 94-year-old employer was just beginning to eat his lunch. And then, one floor up, we met this guy. My name is Yaakov, Yaakov Tesla. The walls of Yaakov's apartment are lined with bookshelves full of Talmuds and rabbinical commentaries. There are children's building blocks and empty pudding cups strewn all over the floor. Yaakov's 27 years old. He's a yeshiva teacher, a university student, a father, and most importantly, an American football fan. And that was more or less all he wanted to talk about. My father was always a Jets fan. And sort of we picked up, we picked up the Jets, I don't, I don't even know how. And that's that all the brothers became uh, Giants fans. And my father's good with it. Now, there aren't many American football fans in Israel. On the Sports in Israel Wikipedia page, even chess is listed as a major sport, whereas American football, just a minor one. I also like football. I told Yaakov about the one time I went to see the Packers play in Lambeau Field. <laughs> and he was delighted. 
Um, it felt as if he could talk about football all day long. Uh, first glance, football looks like an aggressive sport when you got to understand it's, it, there's rules and it's not only hitting a foot. We analyzed Deflategate, talked about the Patriots' perfect start of the season. We wrote this before this weekend. And then as I glanced out of the window, I remembered that I had been here before. Judy Stroweis was my first real girlfriend. And on the way back from a school Hanukkah party at the beginning of 10th grade, a minor miracle took place right across the street underneath Yaakov's window. I hadn't seen Judy in a very long time. She's married now and has a family. But that moment we shared back in 1998 seemed much more interesting than more stats on Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. So I said goodbye to Yaakov, stepped outside, and called her. I asked her whether she could meet me there that evening. She said yes. I didn't really explain why. Okay, so Judy. Yes, Mishi. That's Herzl 48 over there. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Do you know why I brought you here? Uh... I wasn't sure she'd remember. After all, it had been a while. But then she said... Because uh, then we first kissed here. Right here. Yeah, right here. I remember we kissed. I remember I was really excited because I didn't know how to do it. And I knew that you already kissed before. And I no, was, no, no. It was, was my first kiss. No, you're lying. <laughs> you... <laughs> you're lying. I know. You, you had uh, Tamar or I don't know. You, you <laughs> Tamar Arad? Yeah. Ah, that didn't to, exactly don't count. To, don't try to fool me around, okay? Wait, was it your first kiss? Yes. And? I, f- I, I remember I was a bit nervous, I don't know, like that someone will see us, my parents. Looking out of the window. Yeah, it was a weird place because it's in the middle of the street and, you know, as you can hear. <laughs> Bus is crossing. Yeah. In terms of Jerusalem, it's a very crowded uh, uh, street here. As long as we were there, I wanted to know what she remembered about this event, which for me was really the most important thing that ever happened at a Herzl 48. I liked it, but I also wanted it to finish because I was so nervous. I, I wanted to know if I was good or not. I remember it was wonderful. I was very excited. Yeah, I, I was really excited as well. Uh, No, first kiss. And then in the 15 years since, you've gotten married and you have two kids. Yeah, it seems like, a, like something from another life, you know? It's a nice childhood memory with the hippie clothes. And uh, my strongest memory from this first kiss was the smell of it, the, the smell of your corduroy jeans or the smell in your hair. That's what I remember. I had long hair then, didn't I? Yeah, you had like this mishy smell. Uh, I don't really know what she's talking about, Mishisa. Anyway, from Jerusalem, we, <laughs> we headed south to our next-to-last stop. Just as soon as you enter Ofakim, a middle-of-nowhere development town about midway between Gaza and Beersheba, you're smack on Herzl Street. It's the main drag. I guess that when the leaders of Mapai, the historic labor party, established Ofakim in 55 as a Ma'abara, or sort of transit absorption camp of tents, huts, and asbestos shacks, they wanted the immigrants from Morocco and Tunisia to understand who the real big daddy of Zionism was. 
And ever since, Ofakim has been a town of immigrants. There are waves of Egyptian Jews, Karaites, Algerians, Persians, Indians, Romanians, all joined in the 90s by Russians and Ethiopians. Today, about a quarter of Ofakim are ultra-Orthodox. And I guess that given that fact, it wasn't so surprising that at Herzl 48, we found a synagogue. It's called Etz Chaim, the Tree of Life. Right outside, sitting on a bench after the afternoon prayers, we met Shimon Moshe Peretz. We began to chat, but all of us were melting under the scorching of Fakim's son. So Shimon invited us to his home to meet his wife, Yona, and their five children. Okay. Hello, Moshe. Hello, Moshe. Hello, Moshe. Hello, my children. He tried to explain what we were doing there. They came to ask us about Herzl 48, about, uh, to ask us what's, what this street, what this number means to us. They want to see our family, to see my children, to see my wife, to see where I live, how I live, and who am I. You got it? <laughs> Say yes. 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 Say yes. Say yes. Take it to yes. 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 It didn't take long to discover that Shimon and Ofakim are basically synonymous. I was born here in Ofakim about 56 years ago, right here in my little, little town. And since then... I live here, and every now and then I went to America sometime. But still, I came back home to my base home, to my beloved city of Hakim. This is my mother base. My mother base, I love this. I love this expression. My mother base is right here, because that's the, the place I was born. His parents were brought here in trucks. Like everyone else, they were tricked. Oh, Fakim? Oh, yeah, it's like five minutes from the sea, they were told. Just a quick bus ride from Haifa and Tel Aviv. They came from Casablanca, from Morocco, and then straight away they came to Israel. And what what was the fucking like then when they first came? Oh God, they were really, they were really down. They were really shocked. People who came who came with with a suit, with a tie, and all of a sudden it was burning, burning hot. Nothing, wilderness, only only sand and sand all around. It was it was a total shock. My home was like this, you see? The house was really, really tiny. Lived there with father and mother, 11. Nine children, six boys, three girls, no less. We didn't have toilets. We had to go to the street. We didn't have asphalt road. We didn't have stone road. We had only mud for years and years. It was, for the young, it was fun for us as young children. But for the old people, it was, it was unpleasant at all. What was Herzl Street like? Oh, man. <laughs> it was the, the, the one and the only one street. People summit together, gathering together. And Shabbos, there's the only place with paved road. Mostly we had uh, carriages with horses and, and, and donkeys. Really, 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 really like the, 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 the 19th and the 18th century in, in America. That's what we had in Ufakim. Only 50 years ago. So when you, when you were growing up, when, when you heard the word Herzl, what did you think? Honestly, I thought he was mighty. A very handsome man with a long beard. I thought, this is a Jewish. He looks like a prophet. He looked like a prophet. He said things like a prophet. So like it or not, religious or not, God believe or not, I don't know. But he was a prophet and he did some good things. That's, the, that's for sure. 
But it's not only Herzl that Shimon loves. Today I'd say he's Ofakim's unofficial mascot, basically a walking billboard for the city. What I love in my city is that everyone cherishes each other, and we are very simple people. There's no one here, even the richest or the poorest, who's not saying hello and hugging each other every day. Especially me, I, I, I do it constantly. <laughs> Everywhere, every, that's why I'm, I'm the, the huggy bear. The huggy bear, yes, that's me. So Shimon, tell me, for people who don't, who don't know, what's it like to live in Ofakim? What's life like here? Okay, I try to phrase it in very few words. If you want to be rich, forget about Ofakim. But if you want to be beloved, happy, quiet, surrounded with love and warmth, oh, you better believe it. Oh, you better believe it, of course. Please, America, come to us. You're welcome to us. And it's true. Shimon isn't rich. Far from it. There's no electricity in his small home because he hasn't managed to pay the bills in a while. But somehow, with his enthusiasm, he makes the house full of light. And he's not unaware of it. Shimon Moshe Peretz is the happiest person in the world. Simple as that. I'm very poor in my pocket. I don't have a penny. I don't have a dime. I don't have a nickel. But I am the richest man in the world. I am a billionaire in my soul, in my spirit. Therefore, I don't cry, I don't complain, and I'm happy with what I have. See, another person was a long time ago hanging himself. Hanging, no less. But I am happy because I know I'm down now. There's no more down than there. From here, I can only grow up better and better and better. We've arrived at our very last stop on the Herzl 48 journey. An hour or so south and then east of Ofakim, in the heart of the Negev Desert, is Dimona. Now, Dimona's mainly known for what Israel denies is there. And we don't want to get into trouble with the military censorship, but let's just say that most of the jokes about Dimona have to do with radiation. <laughs> Much like Ofakim, Dimona was also created in the 50s as a development town for immigrants from North Africa. There were 36 families originally, and they all felt screwed. It's hot, it's in the middle of nowhere, and basically whoever could left. But halfway around the world, in Chicago of all places, there was a group that couldn't wait to come here. <laughs> in 1969, about 30 African Hebrew Israelites, led by a steel worker called Ben Carter, or Ben Ami Ben Israel, joined the Desert Fund. Many more came later, from Detroit, from the Caribbean, and today there are more than 3,000 community members in Dimona. It's kind of this surreal mix of gospel music and yarmulkes, basketball, veganism, and polygamy. <laughs> Interesting mix. Anyway, when the group first arrived, guess where they lived? Herzl 48. Most of them have since moved on to their main village just down the road, but we asked the members of the Soul Messengers Choir to come back to their very first Israeli home. So what's it like coming back to the old neighborhood? It brings back a lot of good memories. We had a lot of good times out here. Actually, right in this building was, was the, uh, the main bulk of the community right here, and that was our square there, the courtyard there. 
And did, did you guys, like, when you first came here, were you excited about the fact that you would live on Herzl Street? Yeah. It was a great influence on him. Really? In what way? Just the fact, you know, that he was establishing a homeland for the Jews. That's Marnina Davis, and her late husband was a musician. She refers to him, somewhat weirdly, as my lord. But everyone else just calls him the groove maker. Right. Groove. The groove yeah. maker. He wrote many of our songs. Yes, many, he did. many songs. Yeah. Yeah. The yes. groove maker. Yeah, the groove yeah. maker. That's yeah. when, when you get on the bass. When he starts to play those grooves, yeah. Yeah, everybody gets to right. So we asked them to sing one. I mean, who can really resist the groove maker? It's a place that's free and easy. It's a world of love and peace. Maybe you should come and see it. It's a place to be. Sing it one more time. It's a place that's free and easy. It's a world of love and peace. Maybe you should come and see it. It's a place to be. I just want to live in Israel, do, 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 do. live a life of purity, do, 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 do. away from the wild and a wicked do, world, do, do, do. and to teach my children how to be oh, you got to come. It's a place that's free and easy, oh, yes, it is. it's a world of love and peace, you got to see it, maybe you should come and see it, it's a place to be. And that's our episode. Now, I hate to make you feel like you missed out, but the live version of the show has all these really cool visual and multimedia elements, plus a whole bunch of other stories that you didn't hear. Arab pharmacists in Zichon Yaakov, Herzl-hating ultra-Orthodox folks in Bnebrak, Avi's Friday morning parliament in Lod, and many more. We've already sold out shows across the U.S. and Israel, and now we're planning new live shows. So if you'd like to bring Israel Story to your community, just send an email to livetour at israelstory.org. You can find all our previous episodes by searching for Israel Story on iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other main podcast platforms. And if you've got a moment, please rate us and leave a comment. It really helps new listeners find our show. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under Israel Story. Israel Story is brought to you by PRX, the public radio exchange, and is produced in partnership with Tablet Magazine. Go to tabletmag.com slash Israel Story to hear all our previous episodes. And big news here at Israel Story. Our brand new website is up. Check it out at israelstory.org. Our staff includes Yochai Meital, Shai Satran, Roy Gilron, Maya Kosover, Benny Becker, and Shoshi Shmulovitz. Rachel Fisher and Sophie Shore are production interns. Our executive producer is Julie Subrin. There are many, many people who worked on the live show, so thanks to Megan Whitman, Rabbi Ayelet Cohen, and Rabbi Joy Levitt, who together really gave life to this idea, to Jeff Fountaine, Matt Temkin, and Amanda Crater from the Manhattan JCC, to the folks at the iCenter, Ann Lansky, Eliza Goodman, Lindley Rothenberg, Carrie Shulman, Scott Frankel, Rachel Levin, Ayal Weiner-Kaplow, and Lori Sagarin. To our actors and musicians, Or Matias, David Abelis, Sharon Saeg, Gairon, Yael Stulman, Irina Rozhneva, and Reuel. To videographers Igor Berezovsky, Aviad Tal, and Adam Bizansky. To the one and only Dina Goldstein for her amazing live animations. And to Nina Lehman, Ronen Meital, Max Rose, Ileana Sagarin, Judy Strovais, and of course, of course, Barry Finkel. 
I'm Ishi Harman, and we'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Israel Story. In the meantime, yalla bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.